0: Welcome to Get Jashed, a conversation series where guests share their stories and how they learn, deal with, practice, screw up, and rise in leadership and communication. I'm your host, Jess Jash, founder and head creator at Jay Lee, where I help impact positive change in high-performance teams. I believe there is more than one way to do leadership and communication, so here we are. If you want to know more about how you or your team can work with me, head to j That's dot leecomau in the meantime, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Yay! Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Get Jashed. Today, I'm really, really excited because I have total boss lady Prue Chapman here with me. Um, Prue has over 15 years of experience in business strategy, psychology, and leadership development, which makes me extra excited. Um, Prue works with entrepreneurs in her business, the Owners Collective, and hosts her own podcast, One Wild Ride, talking to major change makers in the world. Um, and is just generally a big inspiration to many when it comes to running a business ethically and by following your gut. So, thank you so much for joining me, Prue.
1: Ah, oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited.
0: Me too. Um, I wanted to bring you on because as um, I know you more specifically as a business coach and I've been involved in some of the work that you've um, done or some of the platforms that you've had in the past and I love your leadership style as well and I love that you have that background in psychology that kind of filters through how you approach, how you talk to people and how you break through with people or how you help people break through their own stuff. So. yeah it's just it's just an interest but I feel like it plays a big role in in what we're having conversations around here and leadership and communication and how that can show up in different ways um so I think I'll just get started with the questions but um the first question really is what from your more formative years I guess what was your understanding of leadership growing up and how has that changed now?
1: Yeah, great question. So I think when I was growing up, it was more around management rather than leadership. Um, I don't think when I grew up I really knew what leadership meant. Um, I, so I think, yeah, my, my concept of leadership was just someone basically at the top of the food pyramid telling the people at the bottom of the food pyramid what to do. Um, and that was, I guess, if I had even thought about the world leadership, that's what I would have thought in my formative years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just transcendental transitioned wildly uh over the years um goodness from where to start I think from even some of my first jobs one of my jobs when I was uh at university actually was uh I was a telemarketer for a wine company so I'm always a little bit kind to telemarketers because I know that they probably don't want to be telemarketers either they're just paying for their education or something similar uh and in that role you know I was on the phones and I was trying to sell wine as best I could and it wasn't the most amazing job but it was an- really incredible company that I worked with. And in particular, uh, I had a boss who was an incredible leader. And the way that she um, guided us as staff and nurtured us and took care of us and really took an interest in our general well-being and You know, provided us with support structures and wanted us to be better. Like she was just so invested uh, in each of us as people, and particularly, particularly for me as a person. And I think that's where I started to really see the difference between what was management and what was leadership. Um, And then over the years, as you mentioned, I was in the realm of psychology, and then moved into sort of business coaching, business mentoring. Um, It's really it's something that I've learned even to teach along the way because there's such a A huge distinction in the two, and I think with true leadership, people want to be involved in it. You know, true leadership—it's visionary, it's it's strong, but it is still sensitive at the same time. Um, And it's like a magnet; people are really drawn to it. Where and it's—I guess it's kind of more of an active engagement when you're engaged with your leader, rather than a passive engagement when you're being managed and told what to do. So, yeah, kind of a little bit of my background on the experience of leadership.
0: Oh, I love that. It's, um, it really is like, and I, and I see this show up in how I've seen you carry out your work and everything. It really is teaching people, like it's a teaching moment rather than a directing moment. Mm. Um, and to me, that's what leadership is as well. Like managing, you're kind of just putting people into their places and telling them to do the things, but you really embody that teaching style of leadership, which I think is that difference between the two. Um, yeah
1: absolutely and even you know with my team I would be just horrified if they ever said that they worked for me like I really think that we work together they work with me and there's just more there's so many incredible brains out there and incredible spirits and there's so much goodness that isn't me so to be able to bring all that together I think that's leadership is when it's a it's a we sort of situation
0: yeah yeah Um, I want to touch back on the strength comment in leadership as well, because uh, you once had uh, a client tell you that working with you is like hauling your business through an entire, an intense CrossFit session uh, followed by a double espresso and then followed by a lazy triathlon after that. So there's a lot of, (laughs) I want to talk about that because I love that analogy first and foremost. Um, But there's a sense of strength in that analogy of like, we're building strength, we're building something. So can you uh, share about like the role or importance of leadership and communication in that kind of approach?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, when that was said about me, also, I was coaching a lot of alpha males. So for a long time, I, because I should Mention now, I coach a lot of creative women, but back in my earlier years of coaching, I did a lot of leadership development and um, uh, team development training and that kind of thing. And really, somehow, I don't even know how, but I became quite niched in working with alpha male gym owners. So they're all about thirty-five. They were they were really masculine and they were really strong. And so, in order to Demonstrate leadership in that situation, I would have to meet them with their strength, you know. And when I did, when I really met them with their strength, and I mean, it was everything like, I would actually physically make myself bigger, I would speak loudly and strongly, I would swear, and you know, and it kind of shocked them into a way that they were then able to relax around me. Mm -hmm. And that was the beauty of I, I loved that time actually in my coaching career because there were these like big you know, big, huge alpha male kind of men that are used to telling people what to do. And when I came at them with that strength of leadership, still with compassion and care, but with certain a huge amount of strength, then they were able to sort of relax and you could physically see their shoulders dropping. And that's when they were then once with those barriers down, that's when we were really able to do the work. You know, we we're really able to find out what was you know, driving them underneath, look at their values and, you know, the stories that they were telling themselves and, you know, all of the things that make us who we are, yet they'd had this huge facade up for so long. And so really when that was said about me, that's the role and the situation that I was in was meeting with strength. But then I think it's just as applicable in a time like today. So, you know, we're in this uh, time of COVID-19 right now and, I still think there's a strength in leadership that needs to be demonstrated for people to be able to trust. Um, and I think, you know, regardless of politics, but I think that our government is doing a really great job of that right now. They're being open, they're being transparent, and they're really firmly stating the way. And they're not being wavered in that. So they're being very realistic about what's going on. Um, and there's strength in that. And that for leadership, that then allows us to, to trust them, to relax a little bit and, and know that we want to follow.
0: Yeah. So not wavering in your messaging. So being really solid and centered in what that essence of you is. But I also hear in that, that to, to lead others, you meet them in their strengths as well. So you can identify other strengths and, and acknowledge it and almost celebrate it. So
1: yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's what we're seeing at the moment in this COVID-19 situation is that Australians are demonstrating amazing leadership, like personal leadership, in that everyone's getting on board, everyone's distancing. And exactly as you say, that's, that's being mirrored. And I think it's being mirrored and it's being recognised as well from our authorities who are really thanking the Australian public. The Australian public is really thanking our leadership and we're seeing this really beautiful symbiotic relationship uh, with all of us moving forward to where we want to be.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so in your business, there's a, there's a big sense of community based, um, ethos in how you run business in your high end hustlers program. There's a big community there and in other communities, the little sub communities that you have as well, there is just that general ethos that you seem to run business in. Um, how does that show up in the difference in how you communicate or do you see a difference in that communication and how that makes a difference versus not having that element of community and communication in the way that you do? Um,
1: I think it shows up really consistently. So, I, and the reason that I say that is, I don't really have like the time, the patience or maybe even the smarts to be anything other than who I am. Mm. Um, (laughs) Like there's no personal brand around me or anything like that, which there is a lot of in my industry, but I just, I, I don't have the time of day for it. So it doesn't matter whether I'm showing up in my home life or whether I'm showing up for our high end hustlers crew, our alumni crew, you know, like you said, we've got a few different communities and then an overall. that we work with it's all exactly the same and I think in terms of leadership and communication the easiest thing is to be yourself you know and it comes back to that consistency piece around leadership also so for me personally I find that it doesn't change there may be an additional level of softness sometimes depending on the situation um that I need to be quite conscious to introduce um but through and through, it's it's largely the same. And I guess I'm a firm believer that I'm not the smartest person in the room ever and Owners Collective is called Owners Collective for a reason in that it's a collective of minds. And even within the mentoring programs, I come with leadership because I'm teaching a certain thing there and that's kind of, you know, the logistics of business, the back end of business. But, you know, I teach Uh, Graphic designers, they're much better graphic designers than me. Interior designers, they're much better interior designers than me. So this kind of collective of knowledge, of experience, and also allowing people the space and the platform to bring that element of themselves to the table is what makes the whole thing like really sticky and it's I believe over all of the years is what makes people want to be a part of it Um, because they do, they come and they find their place because we're really mindful of creating that space for them.
0: Mm, I love that so much. That makes me so happy. It gives me just like warm fuzzies
1: to hear. Warm fuzzies, yeah.
0: Um so where do you think personally that you get communication and or leadership really right
1: Ooh that's a really good question um I have to say I think that leadership is like part nature and part nurture um, and so for me, leadership, um, I think I was born with a certain element of leadership because I was super bossy from like day dot. Um, like I was bossing everyone around and that was, that was a pretty bad thing when you're a kid but now it's kind of awesome. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. There's a great saying around it. I can't think of it at the moment. Uh-huh.
0: There is the one that, like, I think it's the same meme, whether she said it or not, I don't know, but it's i I'm not a, I'm, I'm not, um, I'm not a bitch, I'm the boss or something like
1: that. Like, she- yeah, or like bossy, <laughs> bossy children become future leaders or something like that. But, um, so I think that there was definitely an element of that that was learnt in me. I think where I really had to catch up though was in emotional intelligence. So in terms of directing people what to do and where we're going, I have no qualms with that and I never have, but in terms of like building my emotional intelligence around understanding other people and where they're at and respecting that and allowing the space for that, that's been the place that I've really had to um, really had to I guess lean into and do some work on and has taken me along the journey that I've been on um so I guess in terms of where I get it right um I think the place that comes naturally to me, which is logistics and direction and holding vision, I think that I really get that right. Um, I I know where I'm going and I always know why I'm going there. Even if I don't know how I'm going to get there quite yet, I'm good at holding that vision. Um, And then on the flip side of that, I think where I will continue to work and always need work is really embracing emotional intelligence and... um, and making sure that in my leadership that everyone is coming with me because they want to, um, rather than, you know, because they have to.
0: Yeah. Um, well you answered the first part of my last question, which is where do you feel like there's room for improvement personally, but, um,
1: Always. I have to say that I always (laughs) think that there's room for improvement. It's, um, like, we're never done with this work, right? I mean, that's yeah. a huge part of what you teach. Um, is that, and, and, and it's a joyful kind of work as well, discovering more about myself and discovering more about people and discovering more about how the world works and how we interact. I would hate to ever think that I was done with that kind of work.
0: Yeah, as soon as we lose our curiosity, we, we lose. I think it's just it doesn't mean that we're wrong. It's just let's be curious about what else.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And always, you know, we're constantly being thrown different situations, like the one that we're in uh, at the moment at the time of this recording, and that requires a different kind of leadership. And, um, Yeah, so there's constantly, I think it's just such a fertile ground. And actually this time was described to me the other day um, by someone. It's like not that we're in a void or we're in a pause, but we're in a very fertile ground for growth right now. And I really believe that. So, yeah, I think constantly learning about leadership and communication and just how to be better, more effective and more efficient at it as well, I think.
0: Um, so, one last question then. So, where do you feel like there is room for improvement either in your industry or in the world?
1: Oh, goodness, that is such a big question. <laughs> um, I, I'll start with my industry because uh, that's a really easy one. So, I think, you know, I exist in the world of business coaching and mentoring, and I think there is a huge opportunity for more authenticity and transparency in that space. So um, it's an industry that's largely unregulated and so there's so many cowboys and cowgirls out there and if they can have a good-looking brand, then that... Uh, kind of equates to being really good at what they do. And we know that that's just not true. So definitely within my industry, I think a lot more transparency, a lot more honesty. And I think that works because even if people own where they're at, which might be just new to coaching, like that's good too, because there's other business owners out there or individuals that are happy with someone who's newer in that realm of things. So Yeah, I think transparency and honesty um, would be key in my industry. Uh, And then the world, I think, I mean, we're so in this time at the moment of COVID, I think we're seeing some really incredible um, shows of leadership. Um, Simultaneously, we're seeing some terrible ones, but the majority around where we live, you know, Australia and New Zealand, we're seeing some really incredible shows of leadership and I would love to see that continue. That's an area where I think it is becoming more transparent and we're being trusted with more information and we can see the result of this. And when instead of it being this dictatorial kind of approach, a top-down approach, like it really is this energy of we're all in this together and this person might be, personal people might be charged with leading us, but we're certainly like everyone is affected within the decisions that we make. So I think that there's huge opportunity there. and I definitely think coming out of COVID-19 as we transition into whatever the new normal looks like, that's there's some really good stuff that's happening at the moment in this realm that I, I would really like to see transition over. Yeah,
0: awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I love chatting with you all the time, so it's nice to get to talk about this sort of stuff in particular. I really love what you share and um, and really appreciate your time and you coming on hopefully if you have been watching you've gotten i'm sure you would have gotten something out of that that you can kind of that little morsel that plants the seed that you can you know dig into a little deeper and let grow. so um yeah so thanks so much for joining me
1: um thanks so much for having me Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to Get Chashed. If you dig these conversations, please subscribe and share a review. If you want to know more about how you can dive deeper into these topics for yourself, head to j-lee.com.au forward slash courses. You can also follow me on Facebook and YouTube by searching j j-leigh and Instagram at J underscore L-E-I-G-H to see the full videos of these episodes and keep up to date with what's going on in our world of communication, emotional intelligence and well-being.